scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. This is the all-star game of sports radio shows. It's Score North Live with Rami. It sure is. We're on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app, streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook as well. If you want to see our lovely faces, it's Rami Makloff and a rotating cast of Score North personalities in the co-host chair. Derek Wetmore will be here for the 1 o'clock hour. we got baseball things to get to. He will give his review of There is Something About Mary, and Derek goes to the movies coming up at 1.30. Judd Zolgad in the co-host chair for Hour 1. Judley, how are you this afternoon? Good, Rami. How Other than doing? being really, really mad about tributes being given out Stop. to players. Don't, don't don't deserve tribute. Don't, it's don't, so jump the shark. Don't, don't get I ban him. Please I ban don't get him started up. I told you. What, I said once COVID nineteen, God willing, is done soon. Can we go back to sports hate? I want good old fashioned sports. I love hate that. Back. That's what you miss. Judd you miss the hate. Well, I feel like I feel some like some people miss like socializing. No, I miss the, some people. They they miss like human touch, human contact. Judd misses the hate. Yeah, he misses anger. <laughs> I feel like in the past five years or six years or so that that we've been coming towards, you know, sports love, right? Patting guys on the butt and guys talking at midfield, you know, jersey swaps. Let's go back to the sports where people actually disdain. There was disdain. There was hatred. There was actual, actual vitriol among teams. Let's go back to those days. <laughs> Sounds good, Judd. Can't wait. Post-COVID-19. Can't wait till I, we I want can, that back. Can't wait till we can be petty again. Till we can put exactly. A, till we can put aside serious life, exactly. life-threatening, world-endangering things hey, and, be petty. and get back to petty. You know what? You have a point. You really, you got a point. Amen, brother. I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, Judd, would you call the Vikings contenders? Or pretenders. So... <sighs> This is kind of a um, yeah. trick question. I'm going to just say it off the top. This is far, kind right? of a trick question. Yeah. Okay. Contenders for what? A Super Bowl or a playoff that's, spot? That's why it's a trick question. That is <laughs> I exact, would call them contenders for a today, playoff spot. Professor McLaughlin. Young Declan Goff, who is on the other side of the glass there and on the ones and twos, yeah, as always, bow, bow, bow. he uh, passed me along a column from Mark Sessler, mm-hmm. around the NFL writer at NFL.com. And Declan, in, in the email, said that Mr. Sessler... Called the he put the Vikings in the category of contenders, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because contenders to me, that means like playoff team that's in the conversation for a Super Bowl. That's that's the definition that I've always put on contenders, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then I opened the article, and Declan, like a thorough young producer, included the link to the article so I could go and get the full scope of it and not take things out of context. And these are the categories that Mr. Sessler put teams into. And this is why that term contender is a little confusing. And it was a bit of a trick question when I threw it at you. He has playoffs or bust. That's one category for the NFC teams. Then he has contenders. Then he has the berserker. And then he has uphill battle to the playoffs. The what? The berserker. Okay. Basically the wild card. The team that could the team that could the team that could surprise or shock you. Okay. Is that an expression, Declan, that yeah, I don't berserk. know about? Yeah, it just means going crazy, like the crazy, the wild card, the, the yeah. Okay. The berserk. All right. So, basically, the best category is the playoffs or bust category, and then he's calling the, the category below that contenders. Now, let me, give, let me give you the playoffs or bust teams, which these are actually contenders. This is all getting very confusing already, and it's my fault two minutes into score North Live. Playoffs or bust, he has the Saints, the 49ers, Seahawks, and Packers. 
That's who he has in the playoffs or bust category. Now, here is who he has in the same class as the Minnesota Vikings, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Bears, and the Rams. Okay. The Berserker team is the Cardinals, and then uphill battle to the playoffs is the Falcons, Panthers, Lions, Giants, and Redskins, the bad teams. The bad teams in the NFC are the ones that are in the uphill battle to the playoffs. So, basically... He's mislabeled the categories. I would call the category that he put the Vikings in uh, fringe playoff contender. Isn't that isn't that basically what he's saying there? When he has the playoffs or bus teams yeah. in one category, and they are the best teams in the NFC based on bu- what we saw last year and what's happened this offseason, Saints, 49ers, Seahawks, Packers. So does busts mean if they don't make it? Then it's a complete failure. Then, okay. It's a complete failure of a season if they don't make the playoffs. Is that where you would put the Vikings right now? And as a fringe playoff contender and in the same the same ilk, the same category as the Eagles, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Bears, and Rams? You know, I think it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. I, I guess if I was to parse all of those teams apart a little bit, I might rank them because I don't know that I feel that they're all in the same boat. But I think if you're just going to go with a general label for them, that's probably that's fair because with what seven playoff teams now in each conference. I mean, I think the Vikings are very. I think it's very fair to say the expectation for the Vikings in 2020, if the season's played, which I think it will be, is that they are a fringe playoff. Team. And that is the other thing you have to. There are a few other things that you have to take into account, Judd, because we sometimes we get in a bubble we and we sort of analyze things in a vacuum because. We, we cover Minnesota sports. That's what we do here. Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. That's Score North. Check out the app. It's totally free. It's in the Google and Apple Play Store. Um, so w- when we get in that bubble, I think one, one thing that you just pointed out, there is an extra playoff spot now, so it's a little bit easier to get into the playoffs. Granted, this full NFL schedule is able to be played when sports get back to normal. Um, but also, you look at what some of the other teams around you have done. You know what I mean? I've made the analogy before of a race. Yes, your pace, your speed matters, but so does the pace and the speed of the guys around you. You know you know what I mean? You right. can't you can't just assess what you're doing. And when you look around the league, I don't the Cowboys haven't done a bunch to improve themselves. The Bears are probably slightly improved, mostly at the quarterback position with Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky battling it out. You would think if Nick Foles wins a competition, it's because he's better. And if Trubisky wins a competition, then Foles pushed Trubisky to be a better quarterback. So they should be better at the quarterback position one way or another. And they signed a pretty good defensive end in Robert Quinn or pass rusher in Robert Quinn from the Cowboys 30, but he was still one of the more effective pass rushers in the league last year. The Eagles, they went and traded for Darius Slay, so they addressed a major weakness and turned it into a strength. They're a better football team than they were a year ago, but got a quarterback. Carson Wentz still doesn't have anybody to throw the football to. Cowboys, they've sort of stood pat this offseason. They haven't made any major additions that, that come to mind for me, and they're still working out the Dak Prescott thing. Now, the Buccaneers, the other team in that category with the Vikings, they just added a pretty good quarterback in Tom Brady, or at least a guy who's been a pretty good quarterback. But again, Judd, the cliff, the wall, whatever you want to call it, it's got to be somewhere in the future, right? Age, yes. age and time and don't know. Yes. are undefeated. So we don't know necessarily that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are vastly improved as as far well, I guess you, when you're talking about Jameis Winston and 30, 30 interceptions, they're better at the quarterback position yes. than they were a year ago. How much but better? Assume how much I, better is a question. I would say. Yeah, I, I think it's unfair to assume that they're getting Tom 
Brady circa uh, 2010 or something like that. But yes, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to be good. But I also think it's it's uh, probably not realistic to say, yeah, it's Tom Brady. No, it's not. It's it's going to be a guy who has something to prove. But what during the course of the season he's going to turn forty three? Is that correct, Rami? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that that cliff is there. The question is, is he at the ledge now or close? I think that when it comes to this conference, there's no team that absolutely scares you. But the flip side with the Vikings is. There are, for those of us that watch this team on a regular basis and cover it, there's enough question marks there, too, where it certainly would be a mistake to get haughty about the Vikings' chances and say, oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. I think that's the fair thing. But I think contender, I think a... In this particular definition of contender. Yes, I think it's fair. So that's where you would put them. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Now, Now, I'd like to see more... My curiosity is this one. A week from today, mm-hmm. first round's done. Mm-hmm. When we are sitting here talking about the first round, possible transactions, blah, blah, blah. Do we have, for the first time in a long time, a much better idea of what they are doing and how they perceive themselves? Because the answer might be yes. Is Harris traded? I don't know. Maybe, right? Do they draft a left tackle? If Harris is traded for more draft picks, then I think they take it. That's another step back, right? When you when you look at the the, the impact of rookies in this league, on average, it'd be a tip off. Yeah, it's yes. usually not yeah. that that great. You know what I mean? Yep. Even the best rookies. Well, but, I guess but, the the very best rookies make a major impact. If they decided but, so, so if they traded him and they and it became pretty crystal clear, and I'd be slightly surprised, but let's just say Anthony Harris gets traded. And let's just say by the time that we're talking after round one of the draft next week on Friday, and it's become pretty clear that they perceive their best chance to be to do some rebuilding and tweaking in 2020 and trying to then hit the ground running in 2021. Would you be upset? Because I just want to see the path, and I actually wouldn't be. You just want clarity. I want clarity, and, and I honestly think the more I give this consideration... I really think that if it became clear that their plan was we got Cousins back and and yes, we plan to try to win with him, but our greater chance is going to come starting in 2021, I think that might be the best play. I really do. I become... And this might sound so weird. You're punting on a year of Kirk Cousins when you're paying him thirty. You're paying him premium quarterback money. You're punting on a year of Kirk Cousins. I'm being a fringe contender. I'm I'm being a fringe contender because I will go back to what I said. Nobody in this conference scares me. But let me tell you this one, and, and I brought this up in Ventline, and I've given this thought. I am actually more comfortable and certain that the Vikings, and this is going to sound weird, that the Vikings have a much better idea of what they're doing right now defensively with the subtractions than I do that they have a really good idea of, of what they're doing, not schematically, but personnel-wise, offensively. I actually I like this. I like waving goodbye to guys. Maybe you like a what year exactly? premature. I like the fact that if Griffin comes back, it's totally on your terms, and he might not come back. Rhodes had to go. Wayne's to me got paid way too much. Agreed. I I like what they're doing in subtractions because I know that it seems drastic, but I think when it comes to building, not a contender, 
because this league is filled. The whole purpose, the reason this league exists, see, is to is to create a perception of contenders. See, Judd, I I feel I feel just the opposite because when I look at those teams that Mark Sessler of NFL.com puts in the playoff or bus category, the Saints, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Packers. None of those are world beaters. None of them are world beaters. And the Seahawks lost one of their best defensive players. The 49ers lost one of their best defensive players. Neither has made major additions to their roster that I can recall at the moment. The Packers have stood pat. The Saints added Emmanuel Sanders, so that gives Drew Brees another target to throw to. But none of those teams are so far ahead of the pack that the Vikings went into this off should have gone into this offseason thinking punt on 2020. The NFC is there for the taking, man. If anything, you make a run at it. But it will be but it will continue to be because aside from the teams that get great QBs and there's very few of those. The league is the league is built on not being good. So the conference in 2021 very well is going to look the exact same. There's not there aside from the teams that have the generationally in their prime, by the way, too. So not Tampa Bay in their prime. Great QBs. This league is built on mediocrity and not being good. So the question is, how do you build that team? Everyone can compete if you are, unless you're Detroit or Cleveland. So you're taking take a small step back this year exactly. to allow yourself to take a big leap forward next year, and that's when you put the pack behind you. Exactly. Theoretically speaking, that because because what I don't want to do is. I don't think making playoff runs in the National Football League is that great of idea. I think the great idea is asking one very simple question, which I don't think the Vikings have really tackled since 2009, no pun intended. That's a Super Bowl run. How do I get to a Super Bowl? How do I get to and potentially win one? So you're not... you. You're not trying to keep up with the pack this year. You're okay falling back a little bit in the pack this year. Correct. Because you think that you can make a major push next year and move out ahead of the pack. Absolutely, because I think the league is built on, for the most and part, not being. Good. What you're saying makes sense, Judd. I just have a hard time. And, a, uh, I have yeah, a hard time. A, yeah. I have a hard time. A waving the white flag in any conference that seems to be there for the taking, and especially in now the first year of a new, essentially three year extension that you've given Kirk, given Kirk Cousins with premium quarterback money. You yeah. know what I mean? That that just I doesn't. You, man. I'm not saying your plan doesn't make sense. I'm just saying that that doesn't sit well with me when you have a legit shot in. 2020 to make noise in what is a like you said mediocre conference mm-hmm. and you just invested in the quarterback for two years in addition to the one that he already had that doesn't sit great with me that you're punting on this season in particular this is a this is a season right here when you look at the conference that is primed with opportunity you know what I mean if you're talking about go who knows what the Saints or the 49ers or the Seahawks or the Packers do between now and and next year, maybe maybe they get great improvement from within. Maybe maybe they are different teams and better teams than what we see a year from now. I always I always weigh the known versus the unknown, Judd, and it's important to know what you don't know. And right now, what we know, what we know in 2020 is that the NFC is is up for grabs. It's there for the taking because when I go through those teams, none of them jump off the page at you as a as as some kind of juggernaut or some a major favorite in the conference. That just doesn't exist. I don't know that that's going to be the case next year. Who who's to say that Jimmy Garoppolo 
doesn't make a major leap forward as a quarterback this year, and we're talking about him as as one of the elite quarterbacks in the league next year. I don't think that's totally out of the realm of possibility. When you look at his age, when you look at his winning record, when you look at his resume and, and the people who have invested and believed in him, very smart, successful football people have done that. You never know when Russell Wilson's going to pull the rabbit out of the hat. You never know when Aaron Rodgers is going to pull the rabbit out of the hat. That could happen. You're, you're, in prob- you're probably right that yeah. these that none of these teams make a major leap forward next year, and it's maybe even more primed for the taking in 2021. But we don't know that for sure. Who's to say? Who's to say the Eagles don't go and get a big wide receiver and finally let Carson Wentz blossom into the franchise QB that he could be? Who's to say that Mike McCarthy doesn't put it all together in Dallas because they have a ton of talent on that roster, and Jason Garrett just seemed to keep finding ways to screw it up. It, who's we don't we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. I don't know that the the conference is going to be there for the taking in 2021. Mm-hmm. I know it is in 2020. I know it is. I'm looking at it and I know it. So on in uh, regards to the Cousins contract extension, I hate it. All right, I hate the idea. I think the original contract um, I get completely and I endorsed it, and so I won't criticize it. The extension, the decision on that, I hate. So just to be clear on that. But I also think that internally, when you're deciding about when your when your window to win a Super Bowl, so not make the playoffs, might be, you can't always be concerned about what are team X, Y, and Z going to do. What you have to do is could be concerned about how you're going to build your team to be that team that can make that run. And again, I'll go back to Childress in 2009. Rami, he built that team. And that team, yes, it got Favre, but it was also built in April of 2008 with the Jared Allen trade, which turned out to be terrific. It was it was built through a process of getting good to potentially be great. And if the Vikings are going to do that in 2020 to build that for 2021 or 2022, I don't think that you can say, well, but what if Jared Goff comes back and is great? Or, or if um, the Packers get a resurgence from... Rogers. I think what you have to say is, how do we get on that track to reach our crescendo at the proper time? And if that's the plan, and by the way, I have no clue. That might not be the plan at all. What you're saying might be a thousand percent right. But if that's what they're trying to do, I actually appreciate that. Because you can be good in, in this league and competitive for a long time, but the windows to actually win championships have to be well constructed. That's my point. And my point all along, since I got to Minnesota... 15 months ago, almost to the day. Thanks, Minnesota. Congratulations. It's been, it's been a great run. 15 Thank months, you. really? Yeah. Nice. Um, is that when you're in a win-now window, and a win-now window in the NFL is three to five years, depending on who you are, what you have at the quarterback position, et cetera. Sure. Every offseason, you need to push every chip, put every resource into the coming season. Whatever that means, however you can do it. And I know some offseasons, there are more resources in terms of draft capital and cap and uh, cap money. I understand some offseasons, you have more resources to allocate than others. But whatever those resources are, and trading Stephon Diggs, that's an asset. That's a resource that you had this offseason if you felt that that was what you had to do because it was an untenable situation mm-hmm. for everybody involved. 
If I'm that, I trade him for an established NFL player who helps me win football games. Now, every move I make, every resource I have, every off season in a win now window goes to the the coming season. I can't think two years down the road. I can't. Not when I'm paying my quarterback thirty plus million dollars, and I just invested another sixty million dollars and two more years on top of it in that guy who's lining up under center every Sunday. It just doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't add up. And yeah, and and. The thing that I will say that goes to your point there, too, is if, as as we believe, there's been no contract extension for the GM or coach, it would seem odd to go with my plan. I've just seen my plan executed before, and it can leave you in a very good spot to to have a special year as opposed to piecemealing things together here and there and sort of crossing your fingers and, and hoping that you get fortunate. Because you know what? The 2017 Vikings were a very good team, but ultimately they got incredibly fortunate. And that plays a role. I get that. But the 2009 team actually had a plan for crescendoing. And if not for a meltdown as far as being able to hold on to the ball at the Superdome, <laughs> they win that game. And, and But yeah, the one thing, and this is where I'm so confused, it doesn't make sense right now and I hope a week from today, as we discuss this, it starts to. It doesn't make sense, the direction yet, because you've got people going into the last year of their contracts. You've got people who have decided to sign a quarterback, and you're right, to a long, you know, to an extension that's going to pay him an incredible amount of your salary cap room in 2020. I just hope a week from now, when we're talking, we can say good or bad. So praise or criticize. All right, we see what they're doing. Judd, are you a gambling man at all? I am. You, you ever not. put money on games? Mid nineties, I did, and and uh, a uh, veteran columnist at the Star Tribune, who is a colleague of ours, of course, here said, "You're crazy. You're going to lose all your money. The more the more that you know about sports, the worse you are gambling." <laughs> Why does this sound like your Pat Royce impression? That's weird. Because well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I said, Patrick, I said you're exactly right. And so I I quit gambling my my final night was a Sunday of football and NBA, and I had lost big on football, and I knew, I knew I had to stop Rami when I decided to put $20 down on a Warriors-Knicks game on a Sunday night in the mid-'90s. It's a problem. What? I know. Well, that's what I said. i got to stop this. Why? Because I had lost. What's wrong with you? Because I had lost on football, <laughs> and the old gambler thing is make it all back. Were you on Don not like, doing well? What was going on? Were you putting no, money on a on just a for fun Warriors Knicks game in the nineties? Dude, for I can God's still sakes. tell you about Cincinnati Bearcats games with Nick Van Exel in the nineties because I had money on him. Is Judd living uncut gems? Is this is this the story of uncut gems? <laughs> no, I stopped. Is this, is this loosely based off Judd Zolgad? Judd I didn't stopped. See that. Judd stopped. Okay. Because the odds are out. The NFL odds and over-unders are out. Oh, nice. And some of this stuff I get. Some of this stuff I understand. Like, the over-under for wins on the season is nine. That's pretty easy. Like, you yeah. take the over, that means more than nine wins. You take the under, that means less than nine wins. You take even, that means you're betting on them to win nine nine games. Absolutely. Their odds to win the Super Bowl, 30 to 1. That means for every dollar you put down, you get 30 back, right? If I was to go to Vegas and put money down on the Vikings to win a Super Bowl, to win the division, 14 to 1. Again, every dollar I put down, I get fourteen dollars back. I'm with you back, so far, right? Math. Um, to win the division, yes. Or excuse me, the odds to win the NFC were fourteen to one. I don't know why they change it when it comes to the division in terms of how they how they calculate it or what. It's plus one seventy five for the Vikings to win the division. I have no idea what that means. Declan, can we get somebody? Yeah, no. Plus to dumb one. down gambling for us. Sure. Yeah, um, we can, dumb I'll, it down on Thursday. I'll put that in notes. Please, um, thank you. 
plus one seventy five would mean see you don't every know every dollar that you laid down. <laughs> no, you it's almost it's almost two to one. So it'd be a dollar seventy five for every dollar you lay down. Why wouldn't they just put one point seven five to one like they did with the other odds, like thirty to one and fourteen to one? Why wouldn't we get to the division? Do they have to confuse me and make it plus one seventy five? Kind of sounds like a you problem. I'm not really sure. I think it, it makes doesn't sense. make sense. The odds to make the playoffs, yes, is minus one oh two. No is even, even money on the Vikings to make the playoffs in twenty twenty. That's fair. Is it? Because I don't know. I don't understand any of this. Even money. That's fair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. So what does minus well, 102 have you seen, mean? Have, have you seen baseball lines? Like if yeah, this, I have no if idea. If this confuses you, then baseball lines. I have no lines, idea. Exactly. We might lines. need a whole hour to dumb down, <laughs> to dumb down gambling, gambling for me. We are going to get, I guarantee you. We have to go sport by sport. I guarantee you, we, we are about to get about 12 tweets about this. People trying to explain this Absolutely, to me? Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of tweets. Yeah. Can people seriously stop sending me the picture of the guy who escaped from prison yesterday who bears some resemblance? You mean the guy, it is not you mean me. You? It's not me. It is absolutely not me. I'm about to hold up the picture to the uh, camera here as we are streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. Can you guys see that? Judge, oh, yeah. can you see I've that? Seen it. Yeah. It looks like you. Yeah, Rami escaped from the Hennepin County Corrections Facility. <laughs> well, let, well let's, let's put the pieces together. It's from the Columbia Correctional Institution, McLeod. all right? Uh, well, wait, 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 wait. So last week on our afternoon show, yes, you acknowledged that you used to have a scam to steal baseball cards. I mean, I I I shoplifted some in my youth. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'm not proud of it. What, by the way, I was would. poor. I was poor, well, and you I know didn't what? know better. Riff-raff. I wanted yep. things. All right. I'm sorry that you were poor, but one <laughs> then could put the pieces together. My parents worked a lot. They didn't have time to constantly have put eyes okay. on me and supervision. Kid who shoplifted. Ignored as a child, now has turned into a criminal who escaped jail. Declan, not ignored. Do we not have a hat Not trick? ignored. Do we not have a hat Right? Trick? We were a lower-middle-class family. Me, My parents, they, they no had attention. to work. They didn't ignore me, okay? They had and to work. And you become a juvenile to make ends meet, turned you to put into food an adult, on the table, all right? An adult who's incarcerated and then just escapes it's not from jail me. to do the show. Well, every, every person with dark hair and a dark beard is not me. It's Declan? Drop. I'm... <laughs> Declan? I don't know. It does look like him. It does look like him, yeah. What is it about my face that I have so many doppelgangers out there? It's ridiculous. I I haven't been told I look like these two people. I have been asked if I am these two people, once in a coffee shop and once in a bakery. A woman walked up to me, and actually it was the barista in a coffee shop. She walked up to me, and she goes, are you Lin-Manuel Miranda? (laughs) That's a compliment. Yeah, I was going to say, what's wrong with that? <laughs> but also, that, that lady's got some eyesight problems at the same time. Well, I had because... the hair down, Declan. I had the hair down, and yeah. I was cl- sort of cleanly shaved. Go ahead, Declan. What are you trying to say, Dex? What are you trying to say? I'm saying that Rami's body is nothing like Lin-Manuel That's true. Miranda. That is His true. Fa- if you I'll just gave him a headshot, yeah. I, could, I could see it, or if I couldn't make out... The neck down, right? But the what are you neck, trying to say, Declan, about Rami? I'm friend Rami. I think it's pretty obvious what I'm trying to say about Rami. He does not wow. look like Linwell Miranda. He's trying to say I got about thirty pounds more muscle on my body. There than we go. Manuel. I Let's hope go you enjoy that. your glass house, Declan. And then once I was at a bakery. Yep. Great little bakery by my house down in Milwaukee, man. Oh, it's one of the things I really, really miss. I'd go there every Sunday yeah, morning, Judd. It's like two blocks. You probably I would lost just weight. walk over there, fill up a box with all my favorite. Anyways. Oh, you definitely lost um, weight because you're not near it. <laughs> <laughs> I found a new bakery oh, okay. two blocks from my current location. Right. Um, but 
I'm in there one Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and there was an older lady who is getting my pastries, and then I get to the register, and she's checking me out. And I noticed, like, some of the some of the younger girls who worked at the place were, like, off four or five feet to the side of this lady, and they were, like, whispering and looking over at me and whispering and looking over at me. And I don't get attention of ladies very often, so that caught my attention. I was like, what is going on here? Yep. Um, and then... The lady, she looks over, the one who is checking me out, she looks over to the group of younger girls and she goes, do you want me to just ask him? And they all go, yeah, sure. And she turns to me and she goes, are you Post Malone? It doesn't make any sense either. You don't have Hold any on. tattoos no, in your face. I have no face tattoos. Hold on, I have no idea I have what Post no Malone face looks like. Tattoos. I'm how do you Post think, Malone right now. How do you think I'm Post Malone? I'm way too old to be... I'm. I'm post-post Malone. I'm not post-Malone. Yeah, you're 40. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're what? I'm post-post Malone. Hold I'm on. Later in life, post-Malone. With no face tattoos. Are okay. you looking it up right now? And then... Okay. He's got... He looks nothing like him. He's got, he's got the... Yeah. Long, dark hair and a dark beard. That's the only thing that we share. Kind of round cheeks, jaws, faces. Yeah, but what is we up with that? the... What's up with the facial tats? I don't know, man. I've talked about this, Judd. Face tattoos are becoming way too acceptable in society. I'm not a square. Do those hurt to I'm get? not uptight. They have to be. They have to. I, I'm let's, curious. Let's, let's not let this be a thing, okay? Yes. I, I implore society, and I don't do this often when it comes to, you know, fashion and blah, blah, blah. I don't look down on people for their personal choices and how they look. Sure. Face tattoos are where I draw the line. We need to, as a society, band together and make sure that this is not acceptable. And a face tattoo is a sure sign that you're a crazy person and you should be cast off from the rest of us. <laughs> we need to. We need to keep that. We need to keep that mechanism in place. All right. During this time of COVID nineteen, <laughs> we're acceptance. <laughs> no face tattoos. Coming up on the other side of the break, Judd, I might have found another crumb on the trail that leads me to believe Tua may slip to the Vikings. It's Score North Live on 1500. Score North.